Inside all things Valor Fights. And a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another coronavirus edition of the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, as always, Justin Watson. We're joined again with Greg Hopkins as well this week. And, uh, man, we're, we're going to try to put together some semblance of a show for you guys. It is... Light on news, and uh, you know we're in this we're in this coronavirus lockdown lull right now. We got a little bit of uh, a little bit of topics to kind of go over and, and just kind of pass the time with you all this week. We appreciate y'all joining us as always. Uh, man, it's 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 pretty much locked down across the nation right now, guys. We don't have any domestic shows to recap or preview this week but we do have um we do have some news to cover here we'll we'll start off with the one show that did happen last week y'all cage warriors went down number 113 and uh, that was in manchester england it was moved uh from uh, from london i believe and they were able to uh, hold on to uh, their card by doing it by behind the closed doors. There was no audience in attendance there for that event. And uh, they, they streamed it on UFC Fight Pass as well as Facebook for the prelims. Uh, guys, I know that uh, I, none of us really got to just watch the whole thing. I'm not going to go over all the results or anything, but we did get a little bit of an upset in the main event. It was two UFC fighters uh, on loan, if you will. Both guys were scheduled to fight different opponents in London. And when that event got scrapped, they were able to hold on and, and take a, a fight for Cage Warriors over there. Uh, it was Darren Stewart against Bartos Fabinski. Darren Stewart, the uh, the Brit, well, the favorite in that fight, he ends up losing a decision to the Polish fighter Fabinski. Also, Mason Jones wins the vacant lightweight title, stays undefeated. I think he's 9-0 now. And then uh, Patty Pimblett, the other name of note, that is a training partner of Conor McGregor, is a guy that they really – push hard on those cage warriors shows uh he got the win as well against uh pedestrian competition not just the most stellar card but it was definitely cool just to have uh something to watch on a uh, on a saturday afternoon and, and honestly you know i didn't get to watch the whole thing but from what i could see it felt like the energy level there was actually uh was actually pretty good for there not to be uh any crowd uh, in attendance your thoughts justin I'm glad they got to do it, you know, and, and let guys that, that were planning on fighting still get to compete. You know, it's got to be tough, you know, getting your fight canceled. You, you put all this time and work into, into getting ready for it, and um, and then all of a sudden it gets scrapped that week. Um, so it's good that, that a couple of UFC, UFC guys got to still go. I wonder how it affected their pay. I mean, I wonder if they made Cage Warrior money or if they made UFC money. That's a good question. I was actually about to kind of broach that because I read in an article that th- this fight would count to, on their UFC contract. So, like, it, you oh, know, if they're on a three-fight wow. deal or whatever, this, this fight did count towards that deal. So one would have to think that they got paid the money that they were due to make uh, off of a UFC deal to take to, to do this fight. Uh, your thoughts, Greg. I, I was excited. I was so excited that I was sitting in front of the, uh, TV for about two and a half hours, waiting for it to come on at 12 o'clock. You know, I was, I was sitting there by 12 o'clock trying to wait for it to come on at two thirty. <laughs> it came on and, uh, I fell asleep a little bit before the Patty, uh, uh, Patty. Patty yeah. 
Yeah. I fell asleep right before, like a little bit before his fight. And then I woke up to the end of him talking shit, saying that nobody can knock him out and it'll never happen and this, that, and other thing. That's, that's kind of what I woke up to. And then my fire stick fell off and froze. And then I had to restart it. Then I kind of just gave up and was like, you know what? This is fucking stupid. All this, this everything is so stupid right now. So <laughs> I missed out on the majority of, yeah, it sucks, man. I really wish I could have got, I mean, I even made a Facebook post about it. It was in tag cage warriors and watched them, uh, you know, watch the, watch some of the action. Um, and then I fell asleep. So that, of course, was all that we had going on last weekend. There is some action this weekend of sorts, not MMA per se, but we have Gail Sonnen's Submission Underground number 12 set to go off this Sunday in Portland, Oregon. Uh, that is a show that it will go on. I've been keeping up with their Instagram and Twitter and whatnot just to make sure it doesn't get canceled at the last minute. But it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be another closed door uh, type event with no fans, but it will be on UFC Fight Pass on uh, Sunday afternoon. It is cage grappling. And, uh, you know, it's about the closest thing we can get right now this weekend to, to some entertainment. It looks like there are uh, some some recognizable names on this thing, though. The main event sees uh, one of the top ranked grapplers in the world, Craig Jones. Um from Australia, he's really good. Taking on former UFC fighter and BJJ black belt Kevin Casey. We've got Carlos Condit taking on Jake Ellenberger. Uh, Roxanne Montafari's grappling against a local uh, a local girl from up there that's supposed to be pretty highly touted. And then I think there's a tag team, the tag team uh, grappling match as well on there. So uh, this should be interesting. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on this event? Do you think that it is? Uh, kosher to be running this under the circumstances especially when you consider that we're running up in the northwest uh, section of the united states where you know washington state and uh, the neighboring washington state is, has been hit pretty hard I, uh, i'm ignorant on the tag team match and stuff that actually sounds really cool uh so can <laughs> you do you does any justin do we know how that works like i, I don't yeah I don't it's kind of similar like a tag team wrestling, wrestling? Yeah, it's similar. You get three really? seconds. Yeah, so if you can get if you can get to your side, your your uh, tag team partner has a hold of something, and if you can get to your side and tag him, you have three seconds before I, you have to grab that rope. Double team. You can double, double team, team but that, some, uh, you got to do it really fast. But yeah, you, technically you can. Yeah. When the ref's not looking, can I punch at my fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm being honest. Like, that's, I don't know. I just, I, I'm intrigued by everything. But as far as um. Is them running up in the north? You said it's in the northwest. And is it? It's, it's where at now? It's in Oregon. It's in, it's in Portland, Washington? Oregon. Which I don't know that Oregon is really just decimated, but we know that Washington State oh, yeah. has just a whole fucking lot of it. Right. Well, I, I'm on. I'm on the fence both sides. I, I would let them be the test dummy, three thousand miles away, wherever they're at, or however many miles away they are. They can be the test dummies, and uh, and I will watch it online. But as far as right now, somebody's got to do something because I mean, the way it's headed right now, it's looking like nothing's ever going to happen again. I mean, because like it just. I mean, people keep saying there's lights in the tunnel. Just wait a couple of weeks. But I mean, like. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But, like, I mean, they're canceling this, they're canceling that. Everything is going just downward spiral. And uh, let them do it. I'm excited to watch it. I want it just because I want action. And that's uh, – call me selfish, but I'm bored as fuck, man. There ain't nothing yeah, to do. Yeah, like, likewise. I'm the same way, man. I think that, I, you know, I'm grasping for anything and everything I can get, you know, as far as as far as far uh, yeah. entertainment goes to have some sort of action, have some kind of something to, to sweat. Uh, Justin, your your thoughts on this one? I just just looked at it to see Oregon's got 
Uh, looks like 266 cases um, throughout the whole state. I mean, Tennessee's got like six something. North Carolina's got like five something. So it's relatively, you know, it's half the number of, of what we've got. So, um, but I'm still interested in how they're going to do the event. Looks like so I know Roxanne posted on Twitter or um, or Instagram the other day one that she wasn't going to be doing it. Oh, so she so she's not doing it. Yes, yeah, so I don't okay. know if she'd been replaced. Um, and as far as everything else goes, I haven't heard anything about any of it, anything else getting canceled. So, um, but with your tag team, so you got four, five, six, seven, eight guys. It would have you would have, potentially have ten athletes um, if if Mata Ferry was replaced. Um, most places have sanctions on events, you know, or, or gatherings of more than ten people. I don't know if Oregon has that in place, but I would imagine that they do, being being in the region that they are. Um, so yeah, I've, I've looked everywhere all day to try to find, you know, I listened to to Chael's podcast twice this week, and he hasn't said anything about it. But is he pushing it though? No, he's not. He's he not pushing the show. No, I feel like wow. I, I feel like I heard nothing about it. Um, no, they're tweeting and doing I, I Instagrams yeah. and stuff. I saw some, like I saw some tweets um, from the last couple of days, but. The, but the last tweet I saw still had Roxy on there, and, and a couple of days ago I saw that she wasn't going to be doing it. So, um, so I don't know. But this tag team thing is pretty cool. It's it's definitely interesting to check out. You know, the uh, throwing the jujitsu aspect into it. You know, if if I can tag my teammate and have you in in the right position, he can jump on a choke. You know, and then I let go of you and grab my rope. Um, you know, hey, it, it makes it interesting. Hey Justin. Uh, yeah. Have you have you have you guys or team either one? Have y'all seen the tag team? I've never seen it. Like I've never I have not. I've not got like, to see it actually happen yet. I, I'm 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 interested to watch it because if it's something that's cool, then we may just integrate that our damn self. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one that, that I saw was the, 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 Oh, you saying okay? Go ahead. The one that I saw was um, it was kind of weird. I think I feel like the two guys that started never got out. It was. Um, um and guy that trains with Donaher, uh, he's a wrestler. Um, okay, oh Nikki Rod, it was Nikki Rod and somebody I can't remember who it was, but anyway, I feel like it was just Nikki Rod and his opponent stayed in the whole time, and and neither of them really got a tag off. I can't remember. I feel like it was kind of lackluster, but. Where's the other guy? Is he outside the cage or inside the cage? Like what's well, you're there? on a mat. They are in a cage. So they're going to be in a cage. Oh yeah, they are in a cage. I was thinking they were on a mat. I can't remember, man. It was, um, it's been a little bit, I guess, since I saw it. But um, I guess they would have to be in the cage because you have time. You know, you can you, <laughs> you can got time out of the cage. And yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe there's like a little rope that in each corner that you have to hold on to, like in a tag team, and you can't go any further than that rope allows you to go essentially you know probably a very small distance i would guess it'd be something to check out definitely a novelty uh you know and and speaking of you know just the uncertainty of, of events right now i'll get everybody clued into where we stand on the valor cards you know we said last week that the march 28th card was now uh was now off or postponed whatever you want to call it and now we can announce that the April 3rd card has also been pushed back and uh, the, the powers that be have decided that uh, we will now do an amateur event at the world famous Cotton Eye Joe April the 18th. That will be an all amateur event that we're going to try to call together the, the, the best of the cards between uh, March 28th and April 3rd. And then we will move the pros over to May the 16th as of today. 
Uh, reason being, essentially, it gives us a little bit of a buffer just in case they extend this lockdown uh, beyond April 18th. We won't have to have the pros, uh, you know, getting ready once again and then not to belittle what the amateurs do by any chance, by any means. But uh, at the same time, if, if we end up having to push that April 18th back again, that would be terrible for the pros. So we feel like May 16th gives us a fairly ample amount of time to get back to normal. And, you know, hopefully April 18th happens as well, but it'll be an amateur card. And we'll be uh, talking more and more about those uh, those bouts in the weeks to come as things kind of begin to clarify. Uh, Greg, how are how are you seeing fighters staying in shape during this time? You know, a lot of gyms are closed and so guys aren't able to get their typical training in. But what are some of the things that you've been seeing as far as guys uh, staying in shape? Uh, social media has played one of the biggest roles in this whole situation as far as getting your exercise at home. Uh, Sterling Peace has been doing a lot with Matt Griffith on uh, for a gogi. You know, they'll do those, like, online tutorial sessions for just our – you know, they just do ours. But I've also noticed that uh, KMA has done – you know, all their coaches, Jason, Chris, uh, all of them are doing their um, – like in home with the things. And then I got a bunch of friends that are like, you know, but you know, there's, there's guys doing, you know, there's David Lewis in their high stand. He's doing his, he's on there a lot though. He's, he's like all day. He's doing different stuff. He just stays busy. Like I think now that this quarantine has made him go crazy, not because he stays at home all the time, just because now he has to stay at home all the time. So he's just like doing all these videos just to try to show people how to properly do things. And then uh, I have a bunch of friends, like like girls, that like have had their their little babies and they're doing curls and stuff. And then like, but as far as like actually staying in fighter shape, I see you know, uh, uh Blood Axe. I'm not sure where he's at in the world right now, but I saw him hitting mitts on the front porch. I saw and uh, on the front porch over there, wherever he's at. Andrea Lee uh, is in a, in a garage doing doing you know pads and stuff like that. But as far as being like trying to get in fight shape and get ready for something, it's just like everything's really hard right now because just knowing that you might have a fight coming up. And you might not. How do you stay in shape? Right. You not know? And then another thing, this is a spectator sport. Going out there and fighting somebody with no, like, and nobody been in the stands. I mean, it's, some fighters feed off that. You know, some do, some don't. Like, I mean, you can go ahead and, I mean, look at the, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to keep going with that but because the question was like, how are fighters staying in shape? Uh, the, I don't think they really are right now. I, I just, uh, for the majority of them, I don't think a lot of them are doing a whole lot of anything, but making sure they're trying to stay healthy. And we talked about fit. this question. I talked about this question on the radio show I do with Vince Ferrara on 99.1, the sports animal. And I was, I was saying that it really kind of depends on what level you're on. You know, if you're Khabib, you're still able to have the training partners that you need in a small – well, I think I read that he went back to Russia regardless where they're not under the same circumstances. But, you know, he can afford to bring in – and have his normal camp regardless over in Russia. But then maybe look at the other circumstance like a Tony Ferguson where he is under the restrictions that we have here, but he's got enough money, I'm sure, to still bring in, you know, it's not like we were on a travel ban where you can't go from state to state. So he, even if you say we're going to adhere to that guideline that you don't have more than 10 people at a gathering, he can still bring in eight badass motherfuckers to, to get him ready for a fight camp. Now that's at the top level. When you start, you know, scaling down, that's when it becomes more difficult for guys to stay at that level. Now, you've got your groups like KMAA where, you know, they've got eight to ten solid professionals that can still give each other good work in lead ups to to their fights. Now, they may cancel their basic classes for Joe Public and the kids and things like that. 
But they've still got enough fighters on their roster to where they can keep each other sharp to a degree, I think, as well. Now, it's your guys yeah. that are with your smaller gyms uh, that like can mine, really like, struggle yeah. because it, they almost become independent fighters at this point. Well, really, that's that, uh, like mine. We only have maybe, I think, at my gym. My gym is a, is a jiu-jitsu-based gym in Krav Maga, tutorial, Muay Thai kind of gym. But they, like, we just recently started – you know, uh, getting in the mix of mixed martial arts. So uh, we only have about four or five guys that fight. We have four guys that fight. And, but we're bringing in more. And take in mind that these guys don't have that money, so they're they're not working right now. So they, they can't really afford to drive all the way to the gym when they live, you know, 30, 40 minutes away, leave their kids at home, come to the gym. Uh, you know, let's just – if I'm being selfish, just for me to train. You know what I'm saying? If I, my fight with Charlie was coming yeah. up, like like – and Bubba, Bubba, Bubba was getting ready too, but you know, Bubba's got two kids, a wife at home, and like, and he can't work. You know, he's not working. And nobody, like, people, like, stuff's going on. Logan Neal, uh, he was, he's been in, a, he went to Nashville to work, and he, he went up there. He worked three days. He come back, laid him off because of all this stuff going on up there. So, like, he come back and like, so he don't have like everybody's like trying to, you know, just just live right now without like worrying about. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's, it's getting ridiculous. Like, yeah. it's like, like, but we can't train. It's like, we're like, well, we, we maybe two or three of us can get in there and get together, but like, it can only go so long. So that's how they're doing it. It's just these online tutorial things with trying to get everybody situated here. I don't, um, I, I don't like them. I wish with t- 10 people, why 10? I mean, why is 10 and not like, what, what's the number 10? Like, why right. is that? Why not 15? What's the significance why, of why it? Not why not 25? Right. <laughs> why not? Why not? You know, why, yeah. Why, why is the cap 10? Because if one person's got it and supposedly they're going to affect somebody, everybody's going to get it after that. So, I mean, there's, I don't know that I'm getting, it's getting uh, irritating to say the least. So, you know, um, like you mentioned, there's a lot of online um, classes happening, which, you know, they're great, honestly, to, to be able to stay at least in some semblance of conditioning, we'll say. Uh, you know, I know that the KMAA, uh, if you go to the KMAA, Knoxville Martial Arts Academy uh, Facebook page, all day long, every day, they have cl- pretty much classes every hour. Like, if you go there, like, every hour, hour and a half, you're going to find, like, some sort of live tutorial. My little boy does the the kids' classes over there with, with Joey Zonar, and Joey has started doing morning classes every morning at 1130, and Oliver loves it. it you know, the, it's actually... It's actually, uh, in a way, like it gives you a different opinion on some of these guys and their their ability to to kind of like what's the word? I guess uh, put on a little bit of a production for lack of a better word. You know, it's it's actually uh, Joey's really good. You know, he uh, he he started doing uh, this thing where essentially they play the uh, they play the uh, uh, the Mister Rogers uh, theme song in the back when Joey enters and he he's putting on his wrestling shoes and he's you know putting on his rash guard like Mister Rogers. <laughs> Anyway, check that out. Uh, let's move on, guys. Uh, looks like Bellator president Scott Coker is saying that number uh, Bellator 242 uh, is going down May 9th in San Diego. It is still on. It's not San Diego. It's San Jose. That's a typo. Uh, San Jose. Still going on. Uh, business as usual right now, but they are ready to make adjustments as needed. You know, Bellator based out of California, who is really – lockdown over there right now so uh they were fortunate they only had the one cancellation in connecticut and then they weren't scheduled to go back on again until may the 9th so they had a nice like six weeks of open 
scheduling, which is about as perfect as you can ask for during this thing. Uh, that's the card that Emily King is due to be on. And who knows? We may see another uh, Valor bet on that one. We'll, we'll just leave that out there. I think there's a good chance we'll see a second one on that card as if it happens. Uh, and this one would also be in a very high-profile spot as well. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on uh, Bellator here? They've uh, they've fallen into a fortunate lull for their schedule, uh, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, this definitely benefits them for being a smaller company, not running uh, shows every week. You know, it's it's really hurting the UFC, and um, it's just kind of stacking up fighters. You know that. It, I can't imagine what it would be like, you know, you're fighting for some of the highest stakes of your life and um, to be just in, in limbo like this is crazy. Um, these these fighters on May 9th, you know, um, I think that, that that fight will probably go through. I think by then we'll, we'll be, um, you know, ahead of this thing and, and everything will be back going. Um, but I think it was a lucky break for, for Bellator for sure. I don't know. I mean, they've got, they've got big backing. It's not like it was going to put them under or anything like that it's not going to put the ufc under one you know lucky part of it is you know if you're under ufc or bellator you know if you don't fight you don't get paid so their staff is is very small so um it's not like they're coming out of pocket a whole lot of money right now their their cost is in production so um it's not really it's not really costing them anything to be in this lull it just it just um is the only cost is that they're not the profit's not coming in. Right. They're not getting that revenue for content and whatnot. That is a huge difference, man. Like once you get past the regional stage to where the gate, the door, if you will, the live attendant stops being the biggest piece of the pie for you. You know, like if you can just run a damn show, you can get the content rights and the commercials and that's where the money's at. Whereas on this level regionally here, or in everywhere, honestly, regionally. I mean, you've got to have a live gate, man. You can't. You don't have those TV contracts to offset not having people pay for tickets. You yeah. Know? At this point, they've got you know between the the sponsorship and the TV deals and stuff, the 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 gates not really. I mean, it's not much of a factor, you know. And like, um, and realistically, how many people do you see at Bellator live events? Really, you right. know. I mean, we're still talking like. 4,000 person crowds, five thousand. They're not massively packed out events. Right. Okay. Let's move on to the UFC. It looks like, uh, you know, we already knew about the cancellations for the upcoming UFC shows, but UFC 249, Dana White says that the location is now 99.9% set for a, uh, a closed door event headlined by uh, Khabib versus uh, Tony Ferguson, you know, uh, guys, uh, you know, the rumor up until today was that Dubai was going to be the uh, place that they land. And I thought that was a good idea. I thought that that would allow them to get the fighters there in plenty of time. There's enough money involved here. You know, Dubai is the same people that were offering, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to host Connor versus Khabib. Mm -hmm. So they've got the money. They want to have big events there. They could fund getting the fighters over there two weeks in advance, all the UFC staff and crew over there two weeks in advance and and quarantine them and test them, essentially, and keep them in a private area with all their corners, all the staff. You make sure they don't have the virus and then you quarantine them and you know that you've got a good, safe, healthy show, you know. And so that's really what I was uh, thinking was going to happen. But now rumors are starting to surface that Florida, uh, Jacksonville or Orlando, Florida, Jacksonville or Orlando, Florida, 
is now in the running uh, for UFC 249 because there was an event that happened in Jacksonville last weekend, combat night with a closed door uh, event. They pulled it off with the help of the Florida Athletic Commission. So obviously that kind of turned some heads at the UFC. And now they are in talks to do this thing in Florida. Greg, your thoughts on this whole situation. And do you think either one of those uh, locales will be better than the other for any reason? Um, I don't, I really don't know. I just, um, the, the Jack, I, I mean, that'd be cool as hell if they did it in Jacksonville. It's not like we're going to go to it anyways, but I mean, I, I, now they're going to, is, 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 have they going to be able to fly back to the United States? Like, are we, like, is everything good to go with that? Like, is, um, uh, if they have it in Dubai, I mean, are they going to be, is Argentina going to be able to get a, a, a like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of factors to be put into place with everything that's going on. I feel like, and it, I think it, I feel like it happening outside of the country relaxes most of those stresses in, because it's mainly incoming to the United States that's going to give them the most headaches, one would think. So if you're trying to bring a whole card's worth of people, or not a whole card, but trying to bring several people in here to the United States from overseas to do a show in Florida, I would imagine the hurdles for that would be considerably higher than flying them out of here to Dubai. Mm -hmm. And Dubai's got the money to back it. So I could see it happening in Dubai before I saw it happen in Jacksonville. But you're you're saying that up until today... That was what everybody was was saying was going to be Dubai. And then today, uh, there's all kinds of people saying that they are talking to the Florida Athletic Commission about trying to do it there. So I'm not sure which one, which way they will go, obviously. But, uh, you know, I honestly think Dubai may be smarter just because between now and then here, everything is so fluid still. I mean, that's still a month for some bullshit to happen here to where just the, the governor of Florida steps in and just says no. You know, WrestleMania is not fucking happening. And that wasn't WrestleMania was down. It was supposed to be down there in uh, I guess it would be two weeks before this day. WrestleMania is supposed to be on the fourth or fifth. This would be the 18th. So, I mean, they shut WrestleMania down, down, down there, which is only supposed to be two weeks before. Now, of course, they weren't offering. I don't know that they were offering to go close venue. I right. think they run, think that they've been doing a lot of closed venues. Yeah, but they're doing it at home in their performance center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I don't know that man. they were. Yeah. I don't know that they were offering to do like WrestleMania in an empty Tampa stadium. <laughs> that would suck. Maybe, no, maybe they were. Who the fuck knows? You know, that would suck. Who wants to watch WrestleMania like with no audience? Like, I mean, like just I don't know. And I'm they're still going to do it that way. WrestleMania is going to be a closed venue event. But they're doing it from the Performance Center, which is still in Florida. That's in Orlando at Full Sail University. But it's a small – they've been doing Raw and SmackDown from there already. And I just feel like it's going to kill the the whole fucking atmosphere. You know, WrestleMania is – Yeah, the vibe. Is the, exactly. It's a vibe. It's, a, it's like – it's more than just the wrestling. WrestleMania is like a whole experience, you know? And so, like, it's going to be more like a – just a – a studio television show with a lot of big matches, really, you know, which is going to really well, kill. I would, I would think they would have just postponed it. Well, UFC needs how much, how much actual space to create an event? Do we know the exact what, what they need? Because I mean, if they, if they can only have ten people in one room, um, I mean, ten like, is not going to work. Run, ten is not going to work. They're going to have to have a uh, clearance for fifty. If they can get clearance for fifty. That's what I 
then they can make it work. But 10, I mean, is just not practical at all. Uh, looking yeah. down the line here and some of the uh, some of the other things that are in the in the talks for this, uh, I'm sorry to see rumors that 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 249 card was pretty much dismantled and being built back up again. And I saw where Dana White has said that they want to make it the biggest the biggest damn show, the biggest card they've ever done. Uh, you know, so I, I you know I'm I'm thinking that they know that all eyes are going to be on the UFC on that date and they really want to knock it out of the park and they know they're probably going to have some huge buys you know the main event for that columbus card francis Ngannou and yair rosenstreich uh rumor is they're adding that fight to ufc 249 underneath connor and khabib now that'd be a hell of a main event justin yeah well it'll be uh it'll be tony and khabib but what did i say connor <laughs> shit i yeah, well, i got connor on the mind we were talking about the dubai thing I yeah so i mean i think um you know, I don't know. It's not far-fetched, I don't think, to say that it might be in Russia. Russia's only got like 600 cases or something. I think Russia, I think Tennessee has more cases than Russia has. Um, and Dubai's got like 333 cases. The Florida thing came out of nowhere to me. I mean, uh, I think Florida's got 2,000 cases today, right at 2,000 cases, something like that. Um, and uh, Dubai's got like 340 or something. Um, so anyway, you know, I think uh, Russia or Dubai is, is probably what they're going to do for them to say, you know, for Dana to have said it's 99 percent done. But then today we hear, oh, it could be this place or this place or this place in mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like that doesn't sound right to me, but um, they wouldn't have to adhere to the same rules in Dubai. And, and Dubai has been put, throwing tons of money at combat sports. They did the uh, Ruiz and, and Joshua rematch. Um, they'll probably be trying to do the. The Joshua and uh, Fury fight, uh, if he gets past Wilder again, um, you know, so, and I think the UFC's got a relationship with him, definitely with Khabib on there, that, that doesn't hurt things with Dubai, um, but uh, it's going to be interesting just to see to see how it works out. I mean, I want it to happen, um, but I don't want it to be shortchanged, you know, I think this is this is one of the biggest fights, you know, the century and, um, or, or the decade for sure, and um, and just with the circumstances, it's even bigger. Yeah. You know, yeah, and like, you know, everything surrounding this fight, you know, just I feel like it has to happen, you know, be something good to lift, lift people out of the, the slumps that, that are to come in the next couple of weeks. You know, people are just now getting on lockdown and um, it's going to be, you know, a little while before we have some some real entertainment. So they could stack this thing up, you know, with the with events and, um, you know, with, with with fights off these other events and. Um, you know, we could really have a blowout here. Uh, but I, you know, I'm also not opposed to just saying, Hey, you know what? We're, we're going to fuck and do this. It's going to be Tony and could be the only fight, right? We're not going to have anything else. Maybe, maybe even, you know, we'll do Tony and could be, and we'll do Rosenstroke and Ngannou. That's going to be it. Well, you're still going to pay the money, you know, yeah. as, as the fan, especially right now with nothing else going on. You're going to pay the money for it. And realistically, um, they'd still flesh it out. But there's so many fighters in Florida that you could flesh it out with just like a bunch of damn Florida fighters. Yeah. You know, Mike Perry's and yeah. all those, you know. Yeah. But even if they wanted to just, you know, say say Florida has a 10-person thing, you know, you you could, you know, technically you could probably get away with 10 people if you only had – one well, camera angle. Yeah. You you one can, camera angle or automatic or, or, or a camera set up. If you have cameras set up from different angles and just a switcher, 
it's, you couldn't follow essentially. You couldn't mm-hmm. zoom, but you could go to different, just switch to different angles. And they, and technically, that producer could be in another room, even yes. you know, yeah. checking that stuff. The so judges can be in different rooms. We need a referee, obviously. Yeah. Referee, one corner, two fighters, two one corner, corner. Or maybe even one corner. That's what I'm saying. One cornerman for each yeah. side. So you've got four or five. You know, technically, I think you could get it done with five people in the room. Yeah. Um, you need a commission, rep. I guess probably. I mean, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I guess you probably need two. You need one in each corner. Um, the timekeeper can operate from a, yeah, from a different. Yeah, the time you know, monitors and technologies are friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. Technically, you could do it uh, with just with under the ten person rule. So I don't know uh, what they're gonna do, but it'll. And then you're holding your other. You can hold your other fighters off. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just switching in different fighters. Yeah. Or, different, or if you were to just say, listen, this is what it's gonna be. This is the ten people that are gonna be in this building. And we're not we're only having this one fight. And so with that, with only having that one fight, we can we can have 10 people only in this building and nobody else is coming in. Nobody else is going out. So I think that's a bigger thing. I think, you know, it doesn't really change anything if you still have more people coming in and coming out. Sure. I think I think your 10 people is your 10 people, you know, Um, but. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I, I think that if I was, I want to see the odds on it. You can know other, you know that they have odds on on Bet DSI or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, the, there's odds right now. Uh, will UFC uh, 249 happen on um, April the 18th? And uh, as of, it opened at like even money, but yesterday the yes, it will happen. It was at plus 135, and I bet that shit. I think it will happen. I really do. I feel like with this much time for the UFC to turn their attention to one event a month from now, they're going to fucking figure out how to make it happen. You know, Dana has promised it's going to happen. He's focused on it, and I feel like if he has to renege again, you know, like because he said the other fights are going to happen, and they didn't. So, like, you know he doesn't want to be uh, you know, look, looking like he doesn't, he's not delivering what he's supposed to deliver. You know, uh, Greg, you think that, uh, that, that he's being irresponsible in here in, in any way and putting his employees at harm in harm's way. You think he needs to wait on this thing to, uh, to, to calm down or do you think, or do you feel like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big move. That's going to be a big move for his company with so many eyes on it, with nothing else going on and potentially a boost just to the morale of the country, at this point, or even the world, uh, to, to, to give some entertainment. I'm, I don't, it, I'm, I've, like, I've been sitting at home doing nothing but looking at conspiracy theories all, all week. So like, when we're, and, then we're, and then when I look and watch the, all, all the stuff on the UFC and all sports and everything, and, and, um, I, I just, I mean, I think they ought to go ahead and do it and live life how, how it's going to be lived regardless. I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I mean, I'm, it, we're just, if, if it's, if it's real and it's happening it you're just putting off the inevitable. And, uh, so, I mean, on the 18th, I, I don't, I personally don't see it happening, but I wish they would do it, but I don't see it happening at this point in time. Do you feel like it should be, do you feel like they should leave it up to their employees at the UFC if they want to go be a part of it or, or not leave it up to the employees? Yeah, say they're going to have the event and you've got an employee that's a fucking camera operator that is like, man, I don't feel fucking good about this. Uh, You know, I don't feel like I think, um, you know, I should have to work. uh, I'm almost certain that they can find another cameraman or anybody to fill any position in the UFC 
I don't think that would even be, even be a problem. Do, do you like? I mean, is that what you're saying? Like, I think. Well, I mean, I, maybe a camera operator was a poor example because they are eas- more easily replaced. Well, how I mean, about well, judges, how about judges, someone that like coordinates? Judges. You know, coordinates. You know, things. Uh, for the UFC on the ground, uh, somebody that coordinates your fighters coming in and then getting around where they need to be, and someone that you can't just bring somebody in to replace that. Hell, I I don't know that. Well, that's different. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you you put you're putting them in harm's way, right? If this is all really a, if it's really a, if it's a real deal as everybody says it is, and uh, uh, that and, and if they don't want to do it, that I mean, like I don't know. What, what do you, I don't know what we're saying. Like you saying, like it won't go on because of the, uh, some of the people are just like for their own health. I'm just saying, you know, the UFC is a company. If they're going to make this decision and say, Hey man, we're running this, we're running this show, um, you know, on April 18th by hook or by crook. And we expect you to be there because you're a salaried employee by us. And your, your contract says that you're to work the shows that, that we do, you know, or like, you know, like if Valor right. got just a, a, a tried to get some kind of way with you and be like, Greg, we're fucking doing this thing. Yeah. And if you want to keep your job doing commentary, then you'll be there, you know, and, and then, you know, but whereas you're like, well, shit, man, I'm kind of worried about being there. Yeah, I, uh, that's all. That's a bubble right there. I, uh, you didn't expect the hard. I, <laughs> I would get, yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I don't know. It's a, I mean, I if they that you put there, that's what I'm saying. This is all this whole thing is just crazy, though. That's a big, that's a big if because I mean, like, we're in uncharted territory. I mean, yeah, it's just uh, I mean, if you did that, then I mean, that's like I don't know. I mean, like I don't know what they did. Like, it, like it, yeah, but like you got me twisted right now. <laughs> Justin, you got a like, take on it? I really, I don't think there's a person on staff that Dana White can't replace in 24 hours, and I don't think that he would say. If you don't show up, you're going to lose your job. Um, publicly, I think that would just be a horrible thing that, you know, you'd find out about that if, you know, say, you know, somebody uh, got fired over it. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody <laughs> that really works for the UFC, but um, that would have to be there. But, you know, say like, um, I don't know, a comment, you know, anybody like that, a commentator, um, you know, John Anik or something like that. I don't know if he worked for them or for UFC or for uh, ESPN, but, um, you know, I don't think they would tell him, you you know, if you're if you're not willing to come, you're out of a job. I think they would just call Michael Bisping, um, you know, and they would get it done either way. You know, on that front, I think it would be a, a bad look to say to go to go that far. Um and I think everybody on staff is is replaceable at the at the drop of a hat. Greg, with this being most likely, if it happens, assuming it happens, it being the you know the only game in town in the world, most likely, do you feel like Dana White has a responsibility to to entertain sports fans as a whole, uh, not just fight fans? But like, he does he have to kind of look at the broader picture and how he goes about this and like know and realize you know we're gonna have a lot of different eyes on this than we normally do. We're gonna have baseball, football, basketball fans just jonesing for something to watch you feel like he's got a responsibility to entertain everyone here uh from that aspect yeah i do i think he's got a uh, it's gonna be more broad than just an mma event he's gonna have to touch base on everything that's been going on in the world uh with everybody uh at this event because he's got you know all eyes on him so yeah he's gonna have to do that he's gonna have to reach out and you know, touch, touch base with every you know nba nfl M- mlb you know nhl 
uh, everything. He's going to touch base on everything. I think it would be a good, a good, a good idea to, with uh, you know, and as Justin was saying, you know, you're going to have to like, you know, lift lift the country out of this out of this kind of funk that they're in. Uh, you're going to have to touch base on all that first, just to, uh, you know, just, you know, and may, may go back to some nostalgia on it too. And, you know, better times and what, what, what we did when, when there were better times or things. I mean, there were, there, there's this, I don't, in my opinion, I think these are some of the better times we've ever had in the years past, but up to, up to, you know, a couple months, you know, a week, weeks ago, you know, everything was going good in life. Like yeah. people were doing better. And then all of a sudden, no. Fuck yeah, you know, just that's you know, I was just like, wow, this is twenty twenty picked a good year to you know get your shit together, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, well, this is definitely definitely uh, going to be something we keep an eye on. This whole UFC two forty nine April eighteenth in the coming weeks will keep you up to speed on the progress of that. And if it starts to really look like it's gonna gonna happen, we'll get we'll do a little, we'll get a little more in depth on it than we normally do since there's nothing else to do at this point. Uh, looks like uh, from what I'm reading, the April 25th show, which is a week after that in Lincoln, Nebraska, where our own OSP is set to compete, that show may be in jeopardy. It hasn't been canceled. But there is that that order in place there uh, for no public gatherings over 10 people. And I believe that's set to be into May. And so this would fall inside of that that time frame where they're not supposed to be having events. So uh, that, that, that show could be in jeopardy. Uh, for our last segment here, let's look at some fights that have been announced here uh, and some changes in fights, if you will, um, or some fights that are kind of brewing, if you will, uh, I guess, uh, in the in the in the in the works, assuming things get back to normal. Uh, first off, one that fell off, there was supposed to be Dominic Cruz making his return to take on number four ranked Corey Sandhagen, who's been on a tear. That's supposed to be in uh, Cruz's hometown of San Diego. But uh, according to some tweets, it looks like Sandhagen saying that Dominic Cruz doesn't want to fight anymore on that card. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who uh, Sandhagen matches up with. He says he's already got a guy, uh, an opponent pretty much almost worked out. Justin, any takes on who we may get to see? I was speculating maybe a Pedro Munoz, maybe an Aljamain Sterling. You know, uh, he's ranked number four. He's up there. Not to mention, he could be a great backup plan if something happens in that Cejudo Aldo fight between now and then where one guy were to fall out. So. I'm pretty sure the other day I saw that Aljo and, and Sandhagen were booked and then Aljo came out later and said, you, you know, I'm, I can't even access my gym right now. You guys think I'm going to take a fight. Uh, that's crazy. So I, I guess that's not been done, but that's probably what's been being talked about is Aljo and, and Sandhagen. Yeah, but I think they're probably talking about as soon as that's over, you know, as soon as all this stuff is over with, um, that's probably the one that they're trying to line up. I haven't heard from Cruz. I haven't heard. Uh, what his reasoning was, I would say, I mean, I really don't know what, what reason he could have um, coming off so long, you know, number four in the world. You know, Sandhagen has the the, the name and, and the, the number to that the Cruz would, would want yeah. coming off of a layoff. Um, but it could just be, you know, if he's out of California and everything's locked down in California and he doesn't feel like he's able to get the training he needs to take a fight like that against a tough guy at home. Uh, you know, maybe more than he wants to risk on this comeback. What's the date on that? Ah, man, uh, good question. Let me see. UFC San Diego. I should be able to pull that up relatively quickly. Yeah, I heard that. So I guess Sandhagen called Cruz out like on Cruz's birthday and um, and said that he had a, a, an agreement from the UFC. That, that's and, supposed to be May 16th. Okay, so 
maybe he's maybe Cruz is saying, you know, I want my solid six weeks to train, and right now I can't get in the gym. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back in the gym. Um, if it's you know late April or early May, I'm only going to have a week in the gym before I have to fly out for the fight. So just uh, you know, logistically, it's not going to work out for me. I'm not going to go into a fight unprepared after such a long layoff and um, with my you know the status and, and the level that I am. Um, and with hopes of, of getting back to a title fight, you know, um, after a long, long career. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, uh, not going to jump to any conclusions on that. I'm not going to say that, that maybe they don't make that fight, um, just a little bit later, uh, because I don't think that, that Aljo is going to take it either from what he said. You know, it sounds like that's the mindset that he has is, sure. is, is that, you know, I don't have time to train for this. It's not going to happen that quick. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I like the, the Cruz matchup better, um, than Aljo. I think, uh, I think Aljo's, I think Aljo and, and Peter Yawn need to, need to fight for the number one contender. It'd be a badass fight. Yeah. And, uh, the winner that, you know, fights for the title, um, after the, after the Aldo fight. Couple fights that have been announced for these cards, assuming that they take place for the aforementioned Lincoln, Nebraska card in the UFC, April 25th. It was supposed to be uh, uh, Christos Iagos taking on Alon Patrick. Uh, now it'll be Frank Camacho stepping in to face Alon Patrick. That's uh, definitely a. Uh, uh, a different stylistic matchup than Yagos. Uh, Camacho's a banger. And then uh, it looks like May 29th in Temecula, California, Bellator will see the debut of Liz Carmouche uh, making that switch over to Bellator. She'll be taking on 6-0 and Mandy Bohm, who I'm not familiar with. Um, either of these matchups, uh, anything to uh, to raise our eyebrows about, Justin? Liz Carmouche could be fun uh, in Bellator. You know, they're trying to build that division uh, to kind of compete with the UFC. I think uh, Lee Malay McFarlane is their champion um, out of Hawaii, which is, you know, a pretty big marketing uh, tool there. But Liz Carmouche trains with her. Um, I think that um, I think she said, you know, if I were to lose my title, that's who I want to lose it to is Liz. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge seller for them. If, if, if Liz can get past this girl and um, this girl's 6-0, uh, but I imagine, you know, Liz is probably the favorite. They're, they're probably and her know, giving, especially, yeah, she, yeah. They're giving her a fight she can win. And then um, if she can go in and, and fight uh, Lima Lay, you know, teammates fighting each other. We're best friends. We love each other. Let's sell this thing. And um, they could they could do a lot of marketing behind that. Um, so I think that's something to kind of keep your eye on uh, is, is Liz and her teammate uh, going at it here in the future. Um, and I think uh, it's, a, it's a big step up. Uh, in Frank Camacho, um, you know, for for Long Patrick, um, Frank Frank Camacho is going to come in there and take your fucking head mm-hmm. off. You know what I mean? Like, it's not uh, it's not going to be be the same kind of fight. And if you lose, it's going to be probably a lot more devastating and and uh, a lot more painful. Couple of fights that are not announced, and this will be our last uh, topic for the evening before we call it quits. A uh, couple of fights that are just kind of waiting on things to clear up, more or less. But you know, we just saw Dan Hooker with that big uh, win over Paul Felder in New Zealand, and you know, we were speculating on who might be the, a good matchup for him coming up. 
Looks like him and Dustin Poirier have agreed to a lightweight fight. That'd be number two versus number five there. Poirier being number two and Hooker being number five. Uh, they're talking about that happening for the May 16th San Diego card. Uh, that probably will be a little soon given the circumstances, but uh, that's a fight that's starting to uh, to brew. Do you like that matchup, Greg? Well, what, 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 I'm sorry, what fight what, what you say? Uh, the, the proposed matchup, it looks like it's uh, Dan, Dustin Poirier, Hooker. Dan Hooker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Poirier in that fight. Uh, I was actually more intrigued on the one that's brewing right now because uh, I was listening to Justin talk about teammates a minute ago and I was thinking of uh, uh, Jorge and uh, uh, Kobe. Oh, Kobe Covington. Covington. Yeah, they, they, I saw that. I saw the little back and forth there. Well, I was re- I was seeing where jo- uh, uh, Johanna, how do you pronounce your name? Johanna? Johanna? Johanna. I know Justin will get Johanna. it. Johanna, yeah. Johanna. I can't pronounce your last name. I'm going to try it. So. Johanna, man. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, Joanna Munn. So, yeah, she was just talking about how, like, they need to kick him out of the American top team and this other thing. He's so disrespectful. He's this, he's that. He's not what everybody thinks he is. And I was, I was just really intrigued with that one. But the hooker and when, – when are they going to have that fight? Well, they were talking about doing it for San Diego May 16th, but it'll probably get pushed back a little bit. But they've both pretty much agreed to do it here as soon as things kind of clear up. And I would imagine that would potentially be a main event level fight somewhere. With hooker and play? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't. I don't. I would, I don't we, 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 we're talking about all these other fights that we're missing out on, you know. And then they're yeah, really making these fights. Like what? I don't In know. Right, how, what, what, how are they going? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just all kind of like blow to me because I'm just like, well, there's all this talk and everybody's building and building and building, and I'm just like, I, don't, I just can't get. I can't get. I can't get it. They don't. It, I can't move the needle at all because I, I just don't do it for me because I can't. I can't believe it's happening yet. Man, to tell you the truth, I don't think there's been many Dustin Poirier fights that do that for me. Just like they usually deliver and they're good, but I'm never like that pumped about them. Now, Justin, your thoughts on that potential matchup? Any other other time this would be a main event, you know, on on a big ESPN card, I think that it probably won't be because of the situation that we're going through and moving, shuffling fights around. It can be it can be a huge feature bout or, or a huge uh, co-main event on a stacked card. Yeah, on a on a really big one. Um, but you know, I think this is a fucking hell of a fight, man. Dan Hooker's looked incredible, and um, Dustin Poirier is just solid all around. You know, he's he's not blow. He doesn't blow your hair back with with anything that he does necessarily. But um, you know, he's solid at everything he does, and he's tough as hell. And um, he's gonna keep coming. Uh, he, both these guys are big, big lightweights. Um, you know, Dustin's got a ton of experience, and for Dan, if he, you know, if he beats Dustin, that puts him right there in the title. Like that kind of really screws the whole division up because you can't really take Dustin out of that. He, Dustin would still be a win or two away from the title, mm-hmm. but it really launches Hooker into it. Um, you know, so just kind of caveat into what Greg was saying. Um, about Joanna was saying that Colby uh, should be kicked out of the gym. So I guess they had a uh, Dan Lambert made him sign an agreement or, or or just verbally agreed to not no trash talking between uh, people in the gym. If you were gonna fight, then you could you could talk shit. But you know, otherwise, you know, there was gonna be I guess you were gonna get kicked out of the gym or they were gonna implement something and. Like the very next day, Colby came on there like talking all kinds of shit about uh, Dustin Poirier on help to Helwani, <laughs> and so he had to go back and apologize for it and apologize to Dan Lambert and all this stuff, and said, you know, Dustin's in a different weight class than me, and 
blah, blah. So that's probably the only time you'll ever hear uh, Kobe uh, apologize for anything. But as far as him and, and Jorge, you know, they've been kind of drawing back and forth for a long time. There's a big history there, but there's no way that Jorge Masvidal takes anything other than Kamaru Usman. That's what everybody's talking about. It's the only fight really to make in that weight division. Um, and for Jorge, you know, that this is, you know, he just won the BMF belt, man. If he, if he went out there and stunned the world and beat Kamaru and, and won the, the 170 pound title after all this time, and, yeah. um, that'd be something crazy. He's not, I, he, he's going to fight Colby either way. I think, I think either way, uh, you end up seeing George and, and Colby fight. Um, but I don't think that, that you'll see that next. And our final one that's kind of uh, brewing over the Twitter sphere over the last week. A couple guys we've seen recently, a couple top 10 welterweights. Gilbert Burns coming off a big uh, win over uh, Damian Maya. Uh, and Mike Chiesa, uh, another guy that has been on a roll here, is moving back to 170. That'd be number six versus number eight. They was both, uh, they've both kind of uh, said, you know, they've been in good sports about it and said, you know, let's do this thing after the coronavirus passes. Uh, Greg, is that a fight that intrigues you? That, to me, is a fight that does it for me. I can see that being a solid feature back or even co-main maybe even uh both those guys i'm a fan of Kiesa, Kiesa and gilbert burns and yeah he keeps uh surprising me every time he fights like he just looks so unassuming i mean i mean like i mean like he just doesn't look threatening at all and then he goes up there and he, he takes your back i don't know man gilbert if gilbert burns also been running through motherfuckers just knocking them out with those overhands doing basically having his way I, that that one moves the needle for me a little bit, but then again, how excited can I get for it? <laughs> right. Until it, and then, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, that one that one gets me a little bit more excited than the other one. Justin, I think Gilbert should be shooting a little higher. I think this is a, a definitely a good matchup, a fun fight, but um, you know it's kind of going down in the rankings uh, from where he's at now. And you know the only you look at Damian Maya and you think you know a lot of people are like, oh, it's you know he's fighting this old guy, but the only Three people that have beaten Damien in the last five or six years are Tyron Woodley, Kamara Usman, and Colby Covington. He's fit. Yeah, he's beaten everybody else. And so, you know, he's still a, a dangerous, dangerous dude. And, um, you know, to finish him like that, uh, just it, it's a big statement. And I think that, uh, that he needs to be aiming a little higher. You know, he threw his name in the hat when, when London started falling apart. And uh, there was talks about it coming over here. Um, and, and Leon Edwards couldn't make it. He was, you know, throwing his hat, his name in the hat and Tyron said he, he's not worthy of fighting, but I feel like that's kind of crazy. I'm, I mean, I get it. He's tough, but I, I think stylistically, I think Tyron matches up well with him and, you know, to he's number six. He can't really say this guy's nobody. He's right. you know, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not like pushing outside the top 10 or anything like that. Um, and he just, he's came off of a, a big win over a guy that was number five in the world and, um, you know, finished him in the second round. So I think he should he should shoot a little higher than this. Yeah, for Kiesa, with the win. Yeah, oh yeah, it's huge for Kiesa with the win. I mean that 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 puts Kiesa in the top five. I think um, you know definitely with a solid finish. Then then Kiesa is looking at, at you know a number one contender fight from there probably. Um, I'd have to look at the look at their uh, stats. You know, to see the height and, and the, the reach and stuff like that, it's going to play a little bit of a factor probably. Um, they'll probably be, you know, Kies is a, a jiu-jitsu guy too at heart, you know, um, but he, he can strike. But I think Gilbert has the, the power advantage, um, you know, and the explosiveness. 
Uh, but you know, Gilbert Gilbert's a world champion in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, Damien had his back at one point. I think he may be the only person that Damien's ever taken their back. They got out of it. Um, you know, Damien mounted Rory back in the day, and Rory got out. And maybe other one other person, but I don't think anybody's gotten out of a of a full back take from Damien. Um, you know, but Michael Chiesa bullies people in the grappling department. And he's a massive 170. Like to think about him being at 55 is is crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I feel like Gilbert's like 5'8 and and Chiesa's like 6'2. I feel like there's going to be a, a big uh, reach difference there. Um, so you know, it may be in, in Gilbert's best interest to try to keep it on the feet just because. Yes, that's so long. That's what you know. That's how he uses his jiu-jitsu. Is he uses his length and leverage um, really well, and uh, so it might just end up being a stalemate. You know, it'd be hard to submit Gilbert Burns, but um, you know, probably just be a dog fight down there. But uh, it'd be a good fight. I just, I just think Gilbert Burns should fight, fight a little higher. Um, I mean, I guess you know the top five above him. I guess they're all pretty much the guys that we've been talking about. That are all you know jawing back and forth to each other, but. Um, I mean, it's another big name under your hat if, if you're if you're Gilbert Burns, but it's a tough one for Kiesa. And that is going to wrap it up, guys. That's about all we got to cover today. Uh, we, 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 we managed to make a, a decent conversation out of it. We'll check out this Submission Underground this Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. on Fight Pass. Try to give you guys a little bit of a report on this tag team grappling thing uh, next week, and uh, we'll 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 dive back into the world of MMA and see if anything's changed, uh, guys. I appreciate your time as always, uh, folks. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure that you uh, share the podcast. Make sure you like our Facebook page, the Valor Hour Podcast on Facebook, and uh, let's keep this this thing rolling throughout this coronavirus lockdown, gentlemen. I appreciate your time, and uh, folks, we will see you all next week, Valor Hour. We're out. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer quick fix on Radio Influence. The news is out as we speak that WWE is actively recording in two locations in Florida, at least one location in Florida at the Performance Center, but is actively recording content. So that under the thought process that they want to get everything through WrestleMania in to an empty arena, obviously, that they can. I don't really talk wrestling on my social media accounts just because I've got so much more going on. But I think it's kind of a big deal, actually. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Trust me, I'm not. But I I think you saw it the other night when I said if the WWE were smart, they would pre-record everything for WrestleMania. I actually missed that, but that's smart. You were they would they would pre-record everything because you know what? It would cover up any botches. And and, and the example I used was the Piper Gold Dust backlot brawl at WrestleMania years ago. You know, the, the best thing the WWE does is their production. Their production pieces are brilliant. Yep, they've got the creative guys in the background. You know, just look at Jeremy Borash with the 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 broken stuff he did with Matt Hardy, and this will never happen because this isn't how Vince works. But if Vince were to get out of the way and say, you know what, guys, make your movie, do your thing, get as creative as you want. Think about all the places they could film the edge Randy Orton, you know, no holds barred, no disqualification stuff. They could, you know, fight all over Disney, Kissimmee, the beach, wherever and get away with it. That's true. They've got the time to do it. Yeah. 
Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 